Meditation, the daily practice, isn't to change your experience like on the on the spot. More so to be a recurring factor in your life that is integrated into your daily experiences and you can kind of have a balance or an equanimity of your life experience through through the practice. But when you tap into that heart space and you open up and you do something along the lines of recognizing the self-nurturing spirit that exists within you already you know the there is undoubtedly a shift that can happen it doesn't always happen but if you're soft enough and if you're back behind your ego enough you know there or, or if that happens to kind of flow open i i certainly have moments where I'm like yep that was i felt I went through something there, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, you just have to figure out ways to cut through the film, you know? And, like, I think it's it's there, and um, it's just you having to navigate your own, you know, trauma, how the your overall, like, mood of the day, what you're hunger level is if you're thirsty mm-hmm. if you're warm if you're cold um if you forgot to do a, a thing at work or if you know that you have to do something immediately after what you're doing now yeah um all those things it's like how can you get to a space where you let that stuff just sit for a second yeah and sometimes it's just not possible you know i mean you can go there and that's think it's really valuable to recognize like you can't push it well i think 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 it's the process not the destination yeah so like it's the act of even if you don't say quote unquote arrive or like get to in your head where you think you want to be via this meditation or yeah. a meditation like if you even if you don't get there i think um there's still incredible value and and uh, improvement and even if momentary just a, a, a brief pause yeah cannot hurt <laughs> absolutely i agree and i think there's yeah there's this weird like push and pull in my mind i guess about it where i think like I know that from teachings, like, and from a lot of, from teachers who guide me in meditations online or other places that I have had that where it's like, don't try to change anything. We're, we're accepting radically our experience and nurturing it with love, loving kindness, loving awareness. But in that course, it does, there's something does shift, you know? I mean, there's no matter what conscious breathing, for instance, can just open up to presence and presence in presence there's nothing but the now there's nothing but this precise moment which is free of all of the things that you just mentioned body work life you know um if we're gonna talk about listening which is something i did think would be fun to talk about today too yeah
One of the things about listening with awareness is that it helps us bring presence into conversations, right? So when we let go of self in a conversational situation and we start focusing on not just the words, but the spaces between the words that someone's saying, uh, it flexes that muscle of awareness and creates this like continuous balance. So you can hear my words and I can hear yours and get the concept of what the other person is saying. Mm-hmm. And that's, that can, that's eye contact, that's body language, mm-hmm. that's tone, that's inflection. And there's, you can be as intentional in all of those aspects as you mm-hmm. um, allow yourself to be as far as being present and, and aware of how you're showing up with all of those elements if you decide to like tune into that yeah and you can really have true intentionality between every choice in that regard um and so that's where like is that is that true presence or does that where does that fold into being too if you're thinking about all of that when i'm really like sitting back stop worrying about like what i sound like or look like or you know all of that starts to kind of fade away and then presence speaks through me, you know, and then I get to just enjoy the ride a little bit. <laughs> you know, and then also in this practice of listening and listening to the pauses in between and listening to the like, and also as thoughts come into my mind, or judgments rather, reactionary thoughts, as they come into my mind, I kind of see them before they slip out of my mouth. And that is the intentionality that I'm looking for, where it's like the intent is to be free of me while still speaking with the heart of, you know, presence, you know, sort of this like place of like it's coming through me. I get to enjoy my character and the things I am from where I am. But you have a pretty successful um, filter before mm-hmm. some of the lower self me uses yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, right. Like some when this like in conversations with my partner, for instance, like I found that in more recent weeks, there's been this incredible blessing of what listening is like I have done the I've done some real workouts with her where I've just stepped back and let her go 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 just talk and she was unraveling about certain things and I just let it flow and I did not I did not um add any of the reactionary thoughts that were coming up I didn't give them any other juice I just said oh I see I I hear you Go away. Now, I'm not, this isn't for, for me, it's for her. You know, and my reactionary thoughts add nothing to this. It wasn't going to, like, help yeah. the scenario. And I knew that. What she needed was just an open heart and an open ear. You know, just to be like, come on, bring it, hmm. you know. And she later thanked me without me ever saying, like, you know, she, 
she knew that that's kind of what was happening. I wasn't talking, and I was just kind of nodding, and, you know, I was there. And I didn't have to say anything. It was just my, I just let love fill the space where reactionary, you know, thoughts or words would have been. And it changed, it changed a bit of our relationship to some degree, I think. I don't know if she feels that way. Maybe it wasn't as extraordinary for her, but for me, it felt so nice to like, to let go of the judgments and the reactions and the words I would use that would either it usually what it feels like it's doing is it's feeding some element of self when I'm, when I am reacting in that way, you know, sometimes I'm, you can like that filter we just mentioned a minute ago does show up because sometimes there, there is a response that comes through the filter, but it's a a response. It's a wiz. It's a wisdom response. It's coming beyond me. It's coming beyond my reactionary self. And it's coming from a place of just loving kindness. It's like, there it is. And it's when it's needed, it shows up and then you, that goes through the filter and comes out and is a positive reaction. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it gets filtered back and literally like viruses or whatever. It's like that. This is all, all the rest of that is unneeded, you know? Mm -hmm. And so presence, just the value of presence and being in presence is all we ever need for everything. It doesn't feel that way. But it's a nice experiment, you know. I, I challenge anyone listening to bring that into your experience this week at some point. If you see yourself in a reactionary state in a conversation with someone you're close with, challenge yourself to focus on the person's words, the spaces in between the words, and focus on your breath. Like if you start sensing you're you're going to say something reactionary that may have a sense of either judgment or coloring the conversation or creating some sort of intellectual like uphold, like where I'm saying, Oh, I have, I know the answer to this and this is how you should handle this or blah, blah, blah. To prove something. Right. Just give that a break. See what happens. See what the difference is when you just let the person you're speaking to, especially if there's a conversation that's dire or important or Or heated or heated or whatever. Right. But you can do it anywhere. You can do it just hanging out with friends. Imagine this. You're sitting with a group of friends somewhere. See what it's like to just sit back and let the conversation happen without inputting. If you're, for instance, I'm a big ham. Like I'm some, I love to talk and make jokes and be ridiculous, you know? Um, and if I'm in a group of people, my ego's on full fucking blast. Dude. Like I am rolling. I, I, I can't. And I think that, that there's something to that that's great. You know, yes, I, enjoy, I enjoy being that person. That's my You're character. You're hilarious. Oh, it's God. the best. Oh my God, Claire. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's amazing to challenge myself to do that. To step back and be like, "All right, stop. Just stop for a sec. Let this conversation flow without you, and just uphold presence, uphold being, just be space for everything to happen, and see how, and then and and." Because the other part of it is, if typically when my ego's on full full force, I will weasel my way into a scenario where suddenly I'm in my mind space of going like, "What do they think of that? What are people reacting to this? Oh, what are they? They think I'm being an asshole. Oh, they think I'm being annoying. Like, God, shut the fuck up, Josh. Why can't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Whatever the thing is, you know. Yeah. Because I will say something at some point that will hurt someone's feelings, or will, or could. 
and then then the cycle of thoughts goes on in my mind where I'm like, I do that, where I'm I'm analyzing my entire experience of that night. And if I'm stoned or if I'm drinking or something like that, even worse, because it's just so much easier to go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, you know, but <laughs> practicing this little experiment, which is all that I think for me with anything I'm doing, I'm always I think it's the way to think of it as experiments. It's not uh, Richard Lang from the Headless Way stuff says this isn't for knowing it's for it's for trying, you know, yeah, like okay. the, these concepts of this isn't true just because I'm saying it. It's only true as you experience it. And that's true of all of the stuff that we're into. You know, no one can be forced into any of these things, you know? Yeah. But give yourself, I guess, the opportunity to explore and uh, consider that things m may be a little bit different than how you've accepted them to be or how you know, your experience has been. You have the opportunity to change it for for the better and see things from a different perspective um, as subtle or, you know, extreme as you care yeah. to go, um, I suppose. But, uh, but you can take, you know, intentionality and like really kind of lean into what your day looks and feels like and what your thoughts you know how they show up and how you react to them mm -hmm. and you can just have a lot of fun playing with different yeah. ways to kind of give yourself space to mess with that and it like is see fun. see fun. what can you do how yeah. can you you know what helps you feel better what helps you be more grounded what helps you be a better partner or a better friend or um a more expressive person you know what, what gives you the strength to stand up for yourself or what gives you the consideration of others that helps your day feel better i mean just like lean into whatever aspect of your day feels like you could or you um would like to have a boost in and like lean into it why mm. not enjoy the experience and mm. see what you can do to make it better that for me, that's the practice is, is that is, is going to like using my breath as like a, as an anchor sort of, of like, okay, let me come back to just breathing real quick. Cause breathing is my, is my direction back home, back inward. You know? Um, and you know, and I think it was in scripture. I heard something today that was saying that, you know, when God molded us, out of clay, you know, out of the dirt, he then breathed into us to create, like he breathed into Adam and Eve to mm -hmm. start their breath, to start actually the, the idea of breathing. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly breathing God, essentially. We're breathing, and for me, that means we're breathing in consciousness. We're, we're breathing in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And the fact that breathing just happens automatically yeah. it's so surreal and amazing 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. god thank god i don't have to like i don't have to be on the hook for doing that but that and, and that's the cool thing about it too that's another reason it's so interesting is it's just like awareness it's always happening without us similarly like alan watts talks about this he says you're not beating your heart you know you're not functioning your liver like these things are happening with inside your body but they're not you you know what i mean like 
it's happening. You have a body that are doing that is doing these things, but that's not you doing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's so wild. You're not. And so uh, we can consciously breathe and think about breathing and, and make ourselves breathe in and out, but that's not comfortable. And pretty quickly we forget to do that. And then our body just functions breathing on its own again. And it does throughout the night and it does in the, uh, throughout the whole day. So yeah, it's a cool way of coming back to saying like, Oh, right. There is a body. I have a, I have a, there is a body that I am in the, on this plane of experience. Mm -hmm. But it's always functioning without my responsibility. It's just these, the things that are happening are happening. And if I step back and view my experience with this open, loving awareness, then I can kind of zip back into the experience of being a body and play with form that I'm going, Oh, okay. So now I'm back. I am. Jo I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Josh. This is watch me wave my hand at you. Yeah, you enjoy know? it as an experience. Yeah. And that, that can um, really help you get to presence pretty quickly. Yes. If you give yourself that sort of perspective. Yeah. Um, it really kind of, it, it, that, that's something that just kind of like almost like a snap of a finger. It can just like zip me into enjoying myself a bit more. Yeah. You know, uh, me too. Big time. And we have a little, uh, we're, we're starting a thing for each that Claire brought to our attention. It's a, he found a book by Brittany Pilat, PhD, at Five Below, actually, of all places. And the book is called Journal Like a Stoic, a 90-day stoicism program to live with greater acceptance, less judgment, and deeper intentionality. And uh, we've made a promise to each other to knock out these 90 days in a row. Yeah, it's like the writing prompts. It's a guided journal. So there's like, um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really fun thing to check out and to do together. Yeah. It'd be cool to do it together with everyone listening as well. Yeah, we, we would love if you want to join us on the uh, Journal Like a Stoic program, you should pick up the book by Brittany Pilat, PhD at Five Below or online. And uh, journal with us as well. Journal Like a Stoic. We'd love for you to comment or to... Uh, um, let us know how your experience is going and we'll share how our experience is going um, on the program as we move forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. It'll be really fun to see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, make sure to hit like and subscribe. Um, it really helps the algorithm and it helps us um, spread the key to the universe uh, to more open hearts looking to share presence and, uh, and loving kindness with the world. So thanks. We'll catch you next time. I'm Josh. I'm Claire. And this is The Key to the Universe.